This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. Cruz with the Comstock Report. Nutrient Ag Solutions climate scientist Eric Snodgrass shared in his webinar, free to our clients and subscribers, what I think was a very valuable outlook for the Western Plains wheat crop, South American crop finish, and the Corn Belt outlook into spring and summer. He affirmed my confidence in buying KC wheat on breaks. He believes the drought conditions in the Western Plains will expand into the Southern Plains intensify this spring into summer. He says that there was not good snow cover over a portion of the Western Plains winter wheat hit by the February hard freeze. Temperatures in that region will now warm. He said the conditions were right for some winter kill that will take into April to measure. Initial crop condition ratings could be revealing. I think that iffy wheat is going to get replanted to sorghum. Drought there will intensify impacting both winter and spring wheat in the Plains states from Texas to Canada. According to Eric, conditions in South America are pretty close to being set for the balance of the season. He thinks that Brazil's soybean crop will be near 133 million metric ton. All of Brazil but southernmost Brazil is too wet. That is delaying the soybean harvest, but the crop more at risk now is the second crop corn, which makes two-thirds of their corn production. Much of this corn is being planted beyond the ideal date. He says that corn planting will drag further, and then he looks for a dry end to their season. There are two seasons in Brazil, the wet and dry seasons. Wet is wet and dry is dry, and there's not much in between. When these rains stop in Brazil, it will quickly turn dry as soils there hold little moisture. Southernmost Brazil and Argentina are forecast to continue dry with temperatures rising, adding to crop stress there this month. This is not a good crop outlook there overall. The Corn Belt weather outlook for spring and summer is more complicated. He forecasts a warm spring with an early start. The planting time outlook for getting the crops in is favorable for the western corn belt, which could benefit from a more active weather pattern. Cold specific temperatures off of California reduce the moisture flow into the plain states and western corn belt. The multi-million dollar question is where the line of demarcation between the western corn belt and eastern corn belt gets drawn. The eastern corn belt should benefit from moisture flow from the Gulf. There will be thunderstorms but also more threatening hail and tornadoes this season. The further west in Nebraska and the Dakotas, the greater the drought risk, Iowa is questionable. What Eric did not bring up is the depleted subsoil moisture reserves in the western Corn Belt. There is topsoil moisture to germinate seed and get crops started. Last year, the crop we got was almost entirely due to the fact that we started with a full subsoil moisture profile. Suffice it to say that will not be the case this year. On the hogs, integrated packers continue to pay themselves more for their hogs. The national cash average hog price climbed over $80. Integrated packers have been very generous in paying themselves for their hogs. This time they sold pork hire too, so integrated packers added margin from both. Dow Jones Iowa State University data shows the integrated packer margin at $67.76 a head. It used to be that pork packers wanted to buy hogs as cheap as they could and sell pork for their profit. The industry integrated, and now integrated packer profit margin is coming from the hogs. Any producers left out there should be doing as well now as they were doing poorly last spring a year ago. On the cattle side, Packer Greed is messing up this industry. 
they could add $100 to the value of a steer and charge consumers $100 less for the beef from it and still be making a great profit. By manipulating the kill capacity, they control it all. I do not know what monopoly power used to look like, but this is what it looks like today. Lumber industry structure is similar to cattle. Lumber prices recently soared to an all-time record price of above $1,000 per 1,000 board feet. And kind of like the rest of farming, the money is trickling down to producers from the top very slowly to tree growers. The Wall Street Journal says the tree growers are complaining that the sawmills are making all the money. The market power is now in the middle in both of these industries when processors can limit their capacity and force their market leverage on producers and consumers alike. Beef feedlots get little of the retail beef dollar, and retail lumber prices set record highs while the price of timber remains low. Those that think these markets should not be regulated are either in the beef packing industry or own sawmills. It is really hard to see how dysfunctional these markets have become. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. 